Hey there, welcome to episode number four of the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and today I'm chatting with Danny Cree about how she's been able to navigate courage to share her personal life experiences with others through her words. You're listening to the Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Today, I'm going to be chatting with a girl who makes me laugh uncontrollably every time I'm with her. She's a boss on every front, having started her own stationery company, Danny Press. Her cards are carried in quaint gift shops all across North America, as well as line the shelves of chapters here in Canada. There is some kind of magic in her writing, and she can hold you spellbound with stories of her adventures. And as if I couldn't brag on her anymore, she's an experienced travel photographer and is currently working as a copywriter in advertising. But most of all, she is a true friend. I love her bold authenticity, and I cannot wait for you to hear her story. So, hey, Danny. Hi. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I was literally thinking when I was going to start this podcast that you were one of the people that I wanted on the top of the list because when we have conversations, like just <laughs> something happens that... We get each other, Andrea. We understand each other. We really do. We do. And it's funny. I think from the very first time I met you, it was like this instant connection. Like there seemed to be something that happened that, I don't know, doesn't happen all the time. No, I think, I think that's what happens when you meet somebody that is like you or that values the same things or just kind of has the same sense of humor as you instantly um, click and you kind of, you can ride the same frequency. And so there's not a lot of work involved. It's just easy to be around another person like that. And you are such a person. Well, we definitely ride the same frequency and you make me laugh (laughs) all the time, all the time. Like even on text messages, we are constantly laughing about something, which I love. And I don't think that there's a lot of friendships where it's just all about kind of fun and laughter and it's easy And yet, um, I think it's also really deep. There's a lot of depth to the things we talk about and our friendship. And I just really appreciate that about you. So thanks, man. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I I feel all, I just did all that stuff. Well, cool. All the same. So, uh, I just kind of want to maybe talk a little bit about how we met and just give, uh, the listeners some context to who you are and, uh, what your story is all about. So maybe I'll let you kind of open that up. So do you remember when it was the first time that we met? (laughs) I remember because somebody tagged the photo on Facebook and I was wearing, and the reason I remember this is because of the photo, but I was wearing this like matching like value village ship outfit that I would never dream of wearing now. I have no idea what I was thinking two or three years ago, whenever this was. And, um, yeah, we were at the rooftop at anomaly and we were doing this yeah, cinema night with our church and, and I, yeah, I remember just striking up a conversation with you or somebody introduced us and yeah, we just talked for a long time and I was, you were imprinted in my mind right from the beginning, but I think that was the night we met. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Actually, that rooftop movie was actually really neat night it was probably one of the first nights i think that i had gone to a social event at the church so it was kind of cool yeah i hadn't seen you like at other ones and i wasn't going to all of them so it was good to meet you at that one but 
I don't think I remember anything else about that night, even the movie we watched. No, I want to say Robin Williams was a Robin Williams movie, but that's about all I remember. Yeah, I don't remember at all. Maybe I left. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're embarrassed to be like Yeah, I was like, okay, I got what I needed. I got a friend. Okay, bye. <laughs> you're like, out of here. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> and and I yeah. think the next time we, we talked was in a small group, which ended up being really just you and I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always forget about that because, and I remember, like I can put myself back in that place, and uh, and yeah, I remember meeting. What did we meet in the morning? Yeah, like Saturday in the morning. Yeah, like it was on a weekday. We met at Dark Horse. Oh, yeah, because we were like, mm-hmm. you know, doing our own thing freelance. Um, yeah, I remember that, and we got to know each other more. Which you know, when not a lot of people show up, you think it's a bad thing. But for you and I, I think it turned out to be a really good thing. It really did. It yeah. actually, I remember thinking that I really looked forward to those times. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I would not be mad when people would cancel. Yeah, I would be so bummed out when the other people would show up. I'm like, hey, get out of here. I want to talk to my friend. <laughs> it, became, yeah. it became our our standing coffee date, totally. which was so good. I remember that. And so that's, I think we got to know each other really well during that point. And then, of mm-hmm. course, we worked a little bit together after that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You are seriously one of the most captivating writers. Um, I'm going to share with the listeners anywhere that you can be found on <laughs> the internet. And um, but seriously, like when I read anything you write, it's it actually like touches me, and I think that it resonates with so many other people as well because you're constantly getting comments and um, people liking it and following you, and and it's so amazing. So. I know you're going to have to bear with me for a second here because I'm, mm-hmm. I might, this might be a little embarrassing, but I'm going to actually read something. Oh no. What are you going to read? <laughs> so I pulled this up today because I thought like, this is literally, um, how I think of you and kind of would be a great uh, way to kind of introduce who you are. So oh, on the here we see. <laughs> <laughs> so pardon me while I read your writing. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Watching and assessing and reading about the water from the shore quickly starts to look stupid because you aren't in it. You only know so much. If someone were to walk up to you and ask how the water is, you'd have no clue. You can't describe the beautiful insignificance you feel swallowed in the sea, bobbing while your body warms or the adrenaline that whips through your lungs while you hold your breath, snapping your ankles back and forth straight for the bottom or how alive and childlike it is to race into the waves and collapse into its rows. You can tell people what you know, but you won't ever be able to tell people how it feels because you haven't experienced it yet. I love that. (laughs) That was really recently. Yeah. Yeah, that was only a couple weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember on the spot what, what spurred that, but I could have written that 10 years ago and it still would have been true, but... What do you think, where does your writing come from? Like, what place does that come from? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Like, I think, I think it comes from, I don't, for lack of a, I don't want to say, say my soul because it sounds so cliche, but it probably comes out of my soul. Like, I feel like it comes out of some, space some room some address in my soul that I go to and retreat and process my life and think about the world and try to understand my own feelings and thoughts and um I don't know I picture it like it's like a little cave and there's 
papers all over the walls and there's a big desk and I don't know, like I just feel like God and I go in there and we talk about things and and we write and we edit and then I always come up out of it and out into the world and then publish these things and these thoughts and, you know, I think with the invention of Instagram, it became that instead of me writing in my journal, I just shared it with, with the world. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess that that's where it comes from. I can't imagine it comes from any other place, but from who I truly am, I think. How do you feel like when you, like, it's different sharing something in a journal, your thoughts mm-hmm. about life and about what you've been through in a journal as it, when you share it with Instagram, like, the world gets to see it right away and everyone has like privy into your Mm -hmm. own life and everything about your world. Like, how does that feel? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really thought twice about it. I think if it involved other people, like when I, when I write about love or breakups or those sorts of things, um, I become a little bit more guarded just because I, I, you know, it's not really my, just my material. Um, but I think that I always just figure that um, somebody else has to be feeling the same way, or um, or will resonate with what I with what I speak to. So I kind of always think two things. I'm like, one, what what would happen if I didn't share it? Mm-hmm. Because it's probably worse than if you did and somebody commented and didn't understand what you were saying or or whatever. Um, and then two, I just think. I always remember that people's reactions to my writing say more about them than they do me. So if they were judgmental or negative or hurtful, and and I I genuinely have never gotten that response, but if I did, then it wouldn't ever make me stop writing or would make me question if I shouldn't share it because it doesn't really say anything about me. It's your reactions are always about you. So thankfully I haven't really been scared off of the stage yet or had something happened that I didn't want to share but I've always felt like if you're experiencing it then it's it's the best thing to share because there's got to be somebody else experiencing it too have you ever had that happen where someone actually either comments on Instagram or comes back to you later and says what you said really impacted me or made a difference in my life yeah yeah absolutely like and that's what I always if I post something and then I, I go to sleep and then I wake up in the morning and and you have these comments it's it's amazing how you can write something that to you is just kind of this small portion of your brain in, in a regular day. But to, but to people who it really speaks to, it's like this validation of how they feel. And, um, so it's interesting when that kind of comes along, I feel so honored by that, but it, it but it happens all the time. And, and it, it start really started when I, when I published my cards, because then people would write or email me or whatever, and just say like, I'm so glad you made this, this work or this card. I gave it to um, a friend or I gave it to, um, my dad who was sick or those kinds of stories always stay with me. So I kind of, I started getting them with the, with the stationery. And then as soon as I started writing on Instagram, started coming through there and yeah, it's just really encouraging. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So it's amazing. I, you get kind of, you share it with a, a million people and, and you don't know who could come back and say something but at the same time, the people that kind of gather around a fire that you didn't know you built and want to say something about it or want to contribute to it or want to say thank you is always, always astounds me. So I guess that would, that really propels me to keep writing because I'm like, there's, even if there's just two people listening, it, it creates this conversation. I'm so grateful that there's other people who, um, are like, I feel that too. And that's painful or that's really tender or that's 
a huge bruise in my life and, and that you can kind of, it lessens the pain of it because it's shared. Mm-hmm. I've bought some of your cards and in fact, I gave um, my brother one for mm-hmm. his birthday. And you know, the really cool thing was, I think it actually is still up. Like he, oh, really? he never put it away, oh, that's which I loved because I don't know that it was necessarily just my words on the inside of the card, but I think something must have resonated within him Hmm. because it really I think it was the one about I'm slow clapping behind you yeah just imagine me slow slow clapping behind you all day yeah Yeah. and I don't know like it just it (laughs) felt real like it felt like this um like something that him and I share Mm -hmm. and so I don't know there's just something about words and how it resonates with people when did you know like that you are a writer or that you wanted to tell a story or yeah oh man Um, I think that it was always something writing and journaling. It was, you know, more diary because, you know, the eighties and nineties, but, um, writing and taking photographs was something that I picked up really early on in life from the age of, you know, six, seven, eight, really young. Um, and I continued that and it was always such an adamant journal writer and I don't, I don't think I really, nothing marks in my mind as far as being significant um except for there's uh when I was 16 I remember having uh, my first kiss with my high school boyfriend Mm -hmm. in like this like old mobile to this like oldies song and he was you know like this football star and the whole it was like a movie and I remember coming in and the first thing I did was wrote like scrawled six pages into a notebook and like put the gum in the corner and folded the like it was a thing yeah and I remember doing that and I remember that because that was, that was my first reaction. It was like my gut reaction was to write. And then when I went away to South Africa, I went to school, um, I would write these giant emails to my parents and about the experience or what I was feeling or what I was doing. And I remember when I came back, my mom said that whenever she saw a, a note come in in the inbox, she would like put on a pot of tea and be like, shut down the world for half an hour because she knew she would be introduced into this world. And, and that's kind of when she tells me that's kind of when she, when she knew I was, I was a writer because I could bring her there and and she could experience all these things with me through the way that I wrote. And, um, but I think it's kind of a classic case of the things that you grow up with that you are naturally gifted in or that you Mm -hmm. just naturally do. You don't really see them as talents or strengths or gifts because they're just so normal to you. And, um, it probably, yeah, it wasn't until I started Danny press that and even then, a few years in, like, I just never really saw that as my strengths or my talents, but more just like, hey, I like to do this and I don't see the kind of cards I want to make and or that I want to buy. So we'll just make them. And um, yeah, I think it was just one of those things that um, the way that I picture it is that God built a fire when I was really, really young. And you know, when you have to blow on a fire to like fan the flames. Yeah and get get everything going I feel like he's been doing that for like 20 years and then I kind of a couple years ago suddenly woke up to the bonfire that he had going and was like this is the thing wow this is where people are going to come and warm their hands and and it's going to be a light for people to come to and it's going to be the way that you um process the world and you show yourself to the world in the way that I speak through you And so for me, there was no significant point along the way that I was like, I'm going to be a writer. I want to be a writer or I'm so good at this or anything. Um, It was more just, it was the most natural thing 
for me to do. And then I just kind of woke up to it one day. I love that. Yeah. It's like people get to experience what you've experienced and also kind of the lessons you've learned Yeah. around that in a way that you didn't anticipate or you weren't looking for. No, not at all. You just all of a sudden there it was. And and people get to share that experience. And it's likely probably that they are having those experiences, but they don't know how to communicate that or how yeah. to verbalize it. And sometimes just reading it and knowing that someone else has been there and gone through that or experienced that uh, is a real tangible thing for people, which is yeah awesome yeah people have have written and told me that they're like i don't know how to give words of the things that i'm experiencing or want to speak about or have questions about but you seem to be able to do that and so it really encourages me to read what you write because it gives me a voice when like that's not my strength or that's i'm not i'm not good with a pen or whatever um so you kind of speak for more people than yourself when you write which is really beautiful yeah when do you think like your you mentioned that you were in South Africa, so you've probably mm-hmm. been around, you've had so few, few life experiences under your belt. What do you think your life experiences have taught you about courage and how to pursue your dreams? Uh, um, <laughs> I say that sound effect like I was surprised. You um, two things kind of came to mind. I think that One, I started kind of traveling and buying plane tickets really early on in life. And by being out in the world and by being out there on my own and experiencing so many things through Europe and through Africa and and Asia, um, I discovered that you, you know, you can climb the diving board and get to the end of the thing. But if you don't jump, if you don't do that yourself, if you don't push yourself off and see what you're made of, you could wait around your whole life for somebody to tip you or shove you or push you Mm -hmm. or get you to do something. Yeah. But you have to develop that courage to see a scary thing and life will always be scary and good choices will always be scary and risky choices will always be scary. So you have to be able to see that thing and be more scared to go back and go down the stairs and just not do it. Um, So I think as soon as I kind of found this rhythm of like, I'm in a scary situation and I got out of it or I, you know, I challenged myself in a certain area and I totally did it. Or like, as soon as I kind of could clear some hurdles, then all of a sudden, um, my capacity to jump was greater because I was starting to see what I was made of and I was building those muscles. And, and that's also the thing if people want to be pushed or like, just make me do it. The amount of courage you need, um, to jump is a small portion of the courage you need to actually fly. So if, if somebody's going to push you, there's a good chance that if you don't have that innately in you, then you'll just kind of, who knows what, but belly flop, (laughs) belly flop or yeah, any number of ghastly things. But I think that that's such a small portion of what you need to actually get to the thing that you're doing. So you need that. Um, and then also I remember this, time when I was in Bali and I was on my own and I was on this moped and I um, was by some town, some volcano, and I don't even remember where it was, but um, I remember sitting there on the edge and and I had taken my helmet off and I had my Bible there and I was listening to Bob Dylan and, and I was kind of just like having a moment. And, um, and I remember thinking that um, it seemed like a scary scenario because I didn't know anybody and I didn't really know where I was and I didn't know where I was going to stay that night and I, you know... I, there was all these questions around it, 
But for me, being in those types of scenarios helped me to understand who I am and that I am tenacious and bold and relentless. And it unearthed all these characteristics in me that made me more courageous because I knew I could do it. Whatever I wanted to do, whether it was career or relational or any sorts of things like that, I felt like it was so important for me to to discover who I was and who I am. Because if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't know that I have the ability to be courageous and I have the ability to be brave and I can call that up within myself. And I think if you have no context for who you are, then yeah, you're, you don't know who you're banking on. You, you don't know who you're betting on. Mm-hmm. And that those moments when I was out in the world, whether it be in France or Bali or Thailand or Panama, um, that taught me who I was. And that was so imperative to being courageous in life. You said something like you, you knew what you wanted to do or you could do anything. Yeah. What is it that you want to do? Uh, <laughs> everything (laughs) uh what is it that I want to do I want to write I I want to write something to this generation that you can hold that is tangible that is something that uses everything that I that God and I have gone through and what we've experienced and what we've adventured and every raw conversation and and vulnerable corner of that relationship and I want to have it be something that lives outside that lives more than just outside of my mind and the digital age like I Mm -hmm. want it to be something that um you can give to somebody and you can feel and you can experience and tear out of and yeah I guess I just I want to be in print with all the stuff that's kind of been growing in me over the past few years what do you think you have to say to the world I wish I had like a super awesome joke right now (laughs) but I do not Um, what do I want to say to the world Um, I think that I don't know the capacity for what you were able to do in life will come out of your capacity to know yourself I think that um, I don't know we're in this age where it's really scary um to navigate emotions and um, grief and trauma and joy and freedom and all of these ideas and and things that we experience and so it's yeah it's this kind of weird rocky age and and it's and it's harder and harder to know yourself because it's noisier and noisier and noisier so for me it just makes me go internal so much more to be like what am I made of what am I doing? What are my hopes? What do I value? What are my priorities? Where am I putting my energy? To always ask those questions because it's just so easy to get to get lost. So, you know, yeah, if you gave me a mic and said, you have 30 seconds to tell people something, I'd be like, just investigate and implore and um, discover who you are because what you do will come out of who you, th- who you are. Yeah. And so if you don't ever journey inward, if you don't ever kind of run into the wilderness and wrestle all that stuff down and try to know it and discover it and learn with it and mature and all these kinds of things, then, um, I don't know. I think that the way that you can influence the world is in peril because you don't know yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you think you will, you would regret not having done in this life? Oh, um, 
What will I have regret, regretted not doing? I don't know. I feel, I feel like I sound like a narcissist when I say writing a book. Um, but writing a book, <laughs> I really freaking want to do that. I want to do that more. That is what I wake up in the morning and I think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get married and have babies and travel the world more. And there's these relational things that I'm so desirous of and that I so hope for. Um, so I would absolutely regret not experiencing those things, but at the end of the day, to me, writing is breathing. And so if I sat on my hands and didn't do anything with that, or if tomorrow somebody came in and were like, you can't pick up a pen for the next five years, it would come out some other way, but I feel like that's where my regret would be tied to because that is the thing that I think about, that I would do for free, that I feel like I want to talk to people about, that I that I get to know myself so much more in. So that's probably the thing. What And it doesn't have to look like a book. It just needs to look like this, this stream rolling down the hill. What does that look like? What could that look like? Um, so writing in, in any form, I think, but a bigger project for sure. So I'm going to ask you something that you're probably not going to see coming, although you would see coming from me because you know me. <laughs> you're so deep, Andrea. <laughs> What's stopping you? What's stopping you? Nothing. Dude, I am, I was working on the pitch last night and I'm making plans to go to New York in about six weeks and I'm looking up editors and I'm trying to pay attention to how I can use social media to find a collaborator. Um, I'm slowly kind of getting there and piecemealing my way there. But if you asked me a week ago, I probably wouldn't answer the same way because Um, yeah, I was getting kind of, I'm getting really caught up in my day gig. And so I'm trying to differentiate if that's the thing I'm supposed to be doing or if I'm supposed to be dedicating my time to something else. But, um, but I think it's just all the other things in life that you want to do or goals that you have and constraints that you have that get in the way. And then you just don't do it. So it's like the biggest rock in my life, but I put it in the glass last. Mm -hmm. So then there's just, there's no room for it. And that's frustrated me to the point that now I'm saying no to a lot more stuff or if there's freelance stuff or if people want to work with me on stuff and just, I can't. Cause if I don't do this thing, it will start rotting my soul. I have to do this thing. It is making me crazy. So I'm getting there. Yeah. I love that. I'm getting there. And I know we've talked about writing a book for our, you know, past year. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And I know like I wouldn't in any stretch consider myself a writer compared to you <laughs> no although you know I laugh because you know like I have author under my title but you know yeah you it, are the reality is is like I write based out of my own personal experience I don't have the words that you have like it just doesn't come that way my communication often comes in a different way yeah but I, I love that you are going to write and you're going to do something that I think will really change lives and will be something that people can resonate with so deeply and um, 
And I, I don't want to kind of give away, like I know a little bit of what you might write about. So I'll keep that Spoiler under alert. the hat, <laughs> under my hat here. Yeah, exactly. Don't but, say anything. Uh, I love that you're going to do it. And the fact that I didn't know that that's huh? what you were going to do in New York. So uh, that was kind of a surprise just pulled to one me. on the hose. <laughs> you did. I love it. I was like, perfect. I'm like, this is awesome. But one, one of the things that I kind of want to know is like, if mm-hmm. you were going to tell someone, a young woman, an entrepreneur, because of course with Danny Press, mm-hmm. that was a gig that you had for a while. And of course, yeah. um, photography and writing and copywriting. I mean, you have a list of things that you are, have done and will probably do throughout your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Totally. If you were going to talk to a young woman who is like right at the precipice of she's on the diving board. She's kind of bouncing up and down. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they have these long poles and they have like a, it looks like a hook for kids and you put it up on the diving board and the kids can like hold it and walk down. Oh really? I thought there was just like a bathing suit catcher. Like if you (laughs) jumped off, (laughs) you can fish it out. No, because I actually had to do that. I used it when I was a child and I was deathly afraid of going up on the high dive. So I, that's why we've just triggered a lot of people's fears with that metaphor. Oh. <laughs> You're talking about they're like, oh, I'm afraid of water. Oh. Like, and it was not like it's just a ten foot like it was like high. It was like twenty five yeah, yeah, foot. Yeah. Like it was really high. And anyways, okay, I've totally <laughs> gone off my question. <laughs> so what happened? Did you jump, Andrea? <laughs> I did jump, but I went back and forth. And as you oh, were describing that earlier, and all I could think of in my mind was like that thought of going back and going. There's no way I'm not jumping. That you can't. You can't be that guy. I and I've I have at different points in my life gone back down the ladder. Mm. Like I've not always jumped. Yeah. And I think that so like if I imagine being up there, you're gonna tell me or you're gonna tell another young woman who's like she's on the diving board, she's ready to go, yeah. like every she's got everything she needs but courage. Hmm. What do you tell her? <laughs> oh man. Honestly, I, I think this way, but I, the thing that I think is what if it's your last jump? What if that's all you got? What Mm -hmm. if, what if all you have is this one shot? Because we seem to be in this mentality. It's such a human thing to feel like you got, you know, 100 shots in the bag. We're like, "Ah, I can pick some and I cannot pick others. But you don't know that. And so for me, that's. And, and look, like I've, I've gotten, I've walked down the ladder a few times, so I'm, I'm not a hundred percent courageous all the time, but I think that if somebody was there, I would rather them experience the pain of what it might feel like to hit the water or to not do as well or to, or to fail and have to learn better than that, like personal of walking back down and being, and just banking on the next time when you might not get that. Yeah. So I think there's there's pain either way. I like let me be clear, but I think the pain of of trying and and redoing, of trying and and trying again, um, is so much more worth it because you can do something with that. You can learn from that. You can mature from that. You can grow from that. Um, and quite honestly, it's sometimes it's not nearly as painful as you think. Um, so yeah. So I would the last time thing pops to mind where. You know, yeah, you th- you think you might have fifty jumps, but might only have one. So yeah. what if you only had one? That's how I try to live. Well, then you jump. If you only had one jump, there's no way you would you would walk back down. Even if it was a hundred foot, you'd be like, I'll I'll do whatever I need to do 
I could break both my legs. Who cares? I jumped. I did the thing because that's that's what you want to be remembered for. That's what you how you want to live your life. That's that's the mark you want to leave. Is that I knew I was here only once, so I did something with it. Yeah, and I jumped. I love that. Yeah. Well, the next time I try, <laughs> next time I'm up there, and then I just want to like climb back down. I'll be like, oh crap! I was on that podcast, and I said the thing, and now I gotta jump. <laughs> I well, you yeah. know, I think about that all the time. I I used to cliff jump. I'm not oh, a man. fan of free falling, so <laughs> I don't. Who really is like? It. I don't know that anybody. Everybody likes getting in the water and be like, yes, I did it. Yeah. But the whole stomach lurching, don't know, question mark, nah. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing about life and about pursuing your dreams and uh, starting a business Mm -hmm. or even being in a place where you're trying to really move yourself forward. Like I think of, you know, um, people that are artists and actors and, you know, mm-hmm. um, selling themselves and putting themselves out there and having to do something that's really difficult when, you know, you're, you, you might be competing against everyone else, but essentially what you are is just competing against yourself totally. and your own, um, ability to overcome your fear Yeah, and put yourself out there. Yeah. And I think I look back now at, um, you know, my own life and also people that I've known for years and years that had, uh, so many gifts and talents and didn't use them. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually, sometimes it saddens me to think what didn't get put into the world yeah. because they just couldn't get over their fear. Like they mm-hmm. couldn't jump. Like they, um, never even really even climbed halfway up the ladder to be honest. And I think that's amazing. Like, so when I think about, people getting all the way up there and then just doing it like facing Mm -hmm. the fear and doing it anyways like just I love that and I think that is one of the biggest reasons why I admire you so much Mm -hmm. and your tenacity and your gutsy like if any word like I could think of that just encapsulates who you are it's gutsy it's like you're there's grit and raw um just everything about you is just so transparent and real and I just hope and pray for the best that's, that you haven't even seen what's out there yet that you can do. Yeah. That you literally wake up one morning and there is a bonfire burning so big. <laughs> 100%. That, you know, it singes your nose hair. It's like... Yes, please. You know what I mean? But not my eyebrows. Oh my gosh, they take forever to grow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not your eyebrows, but definitely your nose hairs. But you know what I mean? Like, I just really hope yeah. that 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 is in store for you and that you, every time you get up there, that you jump. Yeah, well, and I think that people, thank you for that. I think that you people forget that you, when you get up there, you forget that other people are watching you and they want to see, not if you can do it, but the thought that they have is if she could do it, that I could do it. Yeah. So you get up there and you're responsible to yourself, but I also feel responsible to other people. Not in a way of like, I'm carrying that around with me and I need to do this for other people, but being mindful. And I think that's the thing about sharing on Instagram is that, um, when you share something, it's, you have a responsibility in that. So people are watching what you do and watching how you live your life. And they're looking to be inspired and they're looking to be heard and they're looking to be seen. And so when you get up there, half the time I'm jumping because I'm like, I want to do it and, and I can't handle not knowing what would happen if I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like there are women who are coming behind me, women that are bef- like 
way older than me. Like it, guys, doesn't matter. But people are like, will she practice what she preaches? Yeah. Will she walk the talk? But also, yeah, how you can inspire other people to to do the same thing. So for all the dumb, gutsy, ballsy decisions, whatever that I that I make, I yeah, if I if I can inspire one or two people to be like, well, pfft, Danny can do it, I can do it, then that's amazing and that's so worth it. But at the end of the day, if if nobody else jumped, you'd still have your own story to live and your own story to tell. So it would still have been worth it. Definitely. 100%. I love having you here. I love... Um, Let's make this like two hours. Keep talking. Go, 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 go. <laughs> You're like, we're never going to be done. I'll just ask you, would you rather? <laughs> I got we, and and yeah. the reality of it is, is we can talk for three hours because... It's, been, it's happened before. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. We usually like book a coffee table for like four hours. Yeah. And we hiss at people when they have full cups of coffee. We're like, get out of here. <laughs> We're sitting here. But. but honestly, like from the bottom of my heart, like thank you so much for being here and for sharing part of your story. Because I know that you are consistently sharing your story in vulnerable ways all over the place, mm-hmm. whether it's on Instagram or through your cards, which people can get at chapters yes. or um, at bookstores. Take a look yeah. around. Go to dannycross.com. Danny, they're all- yeah, they're there. And you will not uh, you will not regret having bought them because they're beautiful cards. And I just love what you write on them. And they're it's amazing. And I and I can't wait until I hold an actual book in my hand. Oh man. Written by Danny Kreeft. And it's going to, yeah, it is going to be good. So I'm excited. So I will put in the show notes everywhere that people can find you on Instagram and on the web. And so that they can get a hold of you if they want to check you out. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, thank you so much. Love you very much. You are welcome, Andrea Crisp. I love you. So glad we're friends. Oh, so glad. Thanks for listening to the Courage Cast. To dive into today's show notes, head over to thecouragecast.com. And if this podcast has inspired you, I would love to hear about it. So please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating and review. I promise I will read every one of them. Until next time, make sure to get out there and live bravely.